Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. In October 2023, we hear the news of tragic war between Israel and Palestine. This is a severe war. Now, we hear this type of news of war and pain, suffering, disease all around the world. And we know that the world is getting into the last days, end times. Now, Jesus is coming very soon. And that's what the Bible says. And uh, what we are hearing from the news, kind of confirming the time that Jesus is coming, the time is coming very, very soon. Although this very war is not directly mentioned in the scripture, but we know that this war is a step toward the real war, and it could be a World War Three. I don't know, but if it's a severe war, that is pretty uh, prophesized in scripture and the scripture is going to be fulfilled and then what's next there will be we know that there'll be a tribulation and rapture and all those prophecies will be fulfilled according to what the bible says what the word of god says now as you go through all these turmoils and pains it is very natural for us to long for expect for the kingdom of god the heaven would come as soon as possible even non-believers would want to go to heaven the Bible says there are only two places to go. The believers will, will be judged and unbelievers will be judged as well, but the believers will be with God forever in heaven, but the unbelievers will be with Satan and his servants in the fireplace called hell forever. So we must know this fate. So no matter what situations you are going through, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, the ultimate fate is the judgment, and then there, there are two places uh, to go, one or the other, if based on uh, the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now today, I want us to talk about heaven. Now if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, if you are a true born-again believer, you will be in heaven. Now have you thought about what kind of activities are you going to do in heaven? Sometimes we think that in heaven, you know, that must be a really uh, nice thing to do. It's an exciting place to go. You know, uh, some people might say, we're going to fly like an angels. We're going to be living in the millionaire house forever. And uh, the guitar player like me want to say, we're going to play electric guitar forever. You know, we can imagine all kinds of things. But is the heaven really the place that we want to? We want to? Or uh, is that the place that the imaginary place that we always imagined that to be? Uh, the, the fantastic, the best place to be forever, or is it completely different? Is it uh, according? Of course, the heaven is designed by God and it is created by God, so it must be will of God. But then, what is the will of God for our activity in heaven? So that is the very topic I want us to talk about. So let's delve into Book of Revelation, chapter four, verses eight through eleven. It says, And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And when the living creatures, creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, to Him who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders will fall down before Him who sits on the throne, and they will worship Him who lives forever and ever, and will cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to rescue glory 
glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will, they existed and were created. Amen. Now, as you can see in this passage, there's really one thing, one activity that we see from this passage in heaven. What is it? It is worship. Worship. Worship is the activity that we will do forever in heaven. Now, there are two things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is, who praised God? So who are the characters, characters in this passage who praised God? The second one is, how we should praise God. So let's go back to verse 8. Now, there are two characters who praised God here. In verse 8, it says, four living creatures. Now, who are these four living creatures? Now, it has some description here. Each one of them having six wings. Now, it leads to the Isaiah chapter 6 when Isaiah was confronted by angel. Now, this angel had six wings. And uh, some people say these four uh, living creatures represent four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Well, I don't agree with that, but some people say this is an archangel like a Michael. Well, according to the description here, the six wings some full of eyes around and within in the context of the book of Revelation, I think these four living creatures are the angels. Now, angels are the servants of God, uh, but also their main activity is worship, worshiping the Lord. It says, day and night, they do not cease to say, holy, holy, holy. So we see that great statement we're here holy not just one time but three times emphasized here so holiness of god is really the main topic here holy 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 is the lord god the almighty who was and is and is to come that reminds me of the uh, introduction of the uh, revelation chapter one now this talks about who god is so the first of all the angels were praising God for who God is. His, God's attribute, God's eternal, uh, the, uh, the characteristic, who was and is and he is to come. And also, he is holy. He is completely holy because he says, holy, holy, holy. He is different from all the creations, creatures, including angels and everything. God is above all things and he is almighty. He is all good and he is all powerful. He is holy. So, this is based on who God is. Now, the second character who praised God is this. If you look at the, um, um, the con continue to, continuing in the verse 9, it says, When the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, verse 10, the 24 elders... 24 elders will fall down. Now, so this is not only angels, but these 24 elders also joined the worship. Now, who are these 24 elders? Some people say this is the combination of 12 tribes in the Old Testament and 12 disciples in the New Testament. Well, some people say these are the representative, representative of the church. It sounds like it's just a New Testament church. But I think this is the combination of the, the representatives of the people of God. You know, Israel in the Old Testament, they were also called as the people of God. But the church in the New Testament, they're also, people, they're also the people of God. So I think that this 24 elders are the representative of the people of God. So both angels and the people of God worship 
the Lord. Now let's go back to this passage and then let's see what kind of subject this 24 elders were praising about. So let's look at verse 10 again. It says, These 24 elders will fall down before him, before God who sits on the throne, and they will worship him who lives forever and ever, will cast down crowns before the throne, saying, in verse 11, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you, for you created all things, and because of your will, they existed and were created. Amen. So, these 224 elders were praising for what God has done. How do we know? It says, God created all things. Now, this is one thing out of many things that God created did. But it particularly here, in this context, they emphasized on God's creation, the work of creation, what God has done. So both angel, angels and 24 elders were praising the Lord. But if you look at the context or content of their praise, first of all, they praised who God is and they praised what God has done. Now this really tells us what we need to praise God for. First of all, we need to praise God for who He is. And also, we need to praise God for what He has done. Just think about who God is. He is holy. He is amazing. He is all-powerful. And also, He has done wonderful things that He created us in His image. But not just that. He loves us so much that He redeemed us through sending His only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and who rose from the dead. So many things that we need to uh, be thankful and we need to praise God for. But if you if we just stop here for a moment, well, let me go back to the first question. What, what are we going to do in heaven forever? And then you might just say, is that it? That we just praise God for that He created all things? And uh, I mean, if we just do it like a one hour per week, that might be better, that might be good. But if we do it like forever, for eternity, not only for 24-7, but the, uh, the eternity of 24-7, some of you might think, wow, this is going to be very, very boring. You know, you might want to do something else. You might want to work and study and just kind of doing some business just like you used to do in the, or, in the world. Meet with, meet with other people, fish, and uh, drink coffee, watch movie. And you might have all kinds of laundry list of things, that activities that you want to do other than just worshiping God for who He is and what He has done. So you might think that way. Right? I mean, we, have, we want to have so many things, other things that we want to praise, you know? So, I mean, praising about uh, what, what a wonderful uh, the people they are, what a wonderful house, and what a wonderful car, and, you know, that's what we normally do in the world. But why in the world would we just praise, praise God alone forever? So you might think that the heaven would be a, such a boring place. But think about this. If you love someone so dearly, then if that person that, that you love becomes promoted, then his, his or her promotion would be your joy and happiness. If the person gets happy, becomes happy and uh, uh, filled with joy, then your joy would be even doubled. 
So uh, no matter what great things that this person might have, that will become your joy. That is really how much you love that person. But uh, the uh, the opposite, the other way, other way around, like if the person is going through suffering and pain, then you will feel much more suffer suffering and pain because of your love for the person. Now, how much more that would be? If you truly love God, then God's joy will become your joy. God's promotion, God is already up there. He is already great. But the more you know about His glory, that will become your satisfaction. That will become your happiness. The more you know Him, the more joy you will be filled so the worship is not just a um, laundry list. It's not a just habit. It's not just a ritualistic thing. But it will be a natural breathing uh, coming from you. And then also, someone might think, why do we have to worship God alone? There are so many things that we can praise. Um, think about this. You are married to only one person. If you are married, you are, you're married to only one person. And then, Loving just one person, adoring that person, looking at that person alone, loving and pouring out your heart for that one person, it's not a bad thing. It's not a crazy thing. It's actually a right thing and a beautiful thing. I've seen the old couples who've been married for 50, 55 years and even 60 years, but they, their love grows even more. They never got bored uh, with each other. And, you know, I mean, they've known each other so much. Probably they know each other too much. But that their life, marriage life, did not get bored at all. It's actually got deeper and deeper and deeper and more and more. How in the world is it possible to love one person? It is possible. It is proven in the marriage relationship. It is because of their love covenant just to love one another, one person as a one body. How much more with God? If you truly know God, then you will be fascinated by Him. Just, so just focus on, focusing on Him, looking at Him, fixing, fixing your eyes on Him will not be a burdensome, will not be a boring thing, but it will be the most exciting thing. So that looking at God alone would be the greatest joy of your life. Not just on Sunday morning, but every day, 24-7 and for eternity. So this angels and um, this 24 elders were enjoying so much. They were not doing this out of ritualistic uh, the uh, uh, demand, but they were doing this out of their natural desire and the heart because they love the Lord so much. So they want to worship the Lord continually forever and ever. So that is really the first thing that uh, who worship the Lord. These are the angels and the 24 elders. Now, interestingly, in the beginning of this, uh, the letter, the book of Revelation, the, uh, the John was a deliverer of the message, and the message was spoken from the Holy Spirit through or by the angels. So, the angels were the messenger. But also, this message was spoken to who? To the churches, the recipient of this letter is the body of Christ Jesus, the believers. However, the real focus in the chapter 4, we see the real focus is God. It's not angel. It's not 
the churches or representative of churches, like the 24 elders, but the focus is God, who God is and what He has done. So all these people, all these entities bow down before the Lord to worship the Lord. How wonderful it is. It is the same with us as well. It's not about how great angel is, or it's not about how great person I am, how great church leader I am, how great church I, I go. It's none of them matter in terms of worshiping the Lord because focus is on God alone for, he, for who He is and what He has done. So we need to worship the Lord God alone. And we need to fix our eyes on Him alone, not on us, not on any other things, but Him because He is worthy to be praised. Now, the second point I want to make it is this. How should we worship? So, let's go back to today's passage. In verse 8, it says, And day and night, see? And day and night, they do not cease to say. So, the angels were praising God every day, always. They did not cease to worship the Lord, even though the angels were with God always. But they were worshiping the Lord always okay and also uh, these 24 elders were worshiping this way they said they will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne they cast their crowns before the throne what does that really mean? Now, in the chapter 2 and in chapter 3, we see the Holy Spirit was speaking to the churches. If you overcome, you will receive the reward. Now, the crown was one of those rewards. Now, if these churches, if the brothers and sisters overcome, God is going to reward you. Actually, it's not a one-way praise that we're not just praising the Lord. God is also going to praise us. God is going to say, good and faithful servant. And he is going to um, give us the crown of life. However, in this passage, these 24 elders were casting down their crowns. It, this is the humblest, the most humble posture before the Lord. Yes, God honors us and God gives us, God reward us with the crown but compared to the glory of god compared to the beauty of god compared to what god has done what we have done is nothing just willingly joyfully these 24 elders were casting down their crowns before the lord this reminds me of second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 the solomon spent so many years several years to build the beautiful temple god's temple so they dedicated this temple before the Lord, they sacrificed at 1,000 times before the Lord. That's a wonderful worship. But at the end of the day, what happened is this, in the, in the verse, the temple of God was filled with the glory of God. It was like a big cloud was present. And then even the priest could not even stand up at the temple because the glory of God was overwhelmingly filling the place. What matters there? What is the focus? Is this, the God's glory. The glory of God was the main subject, main contact, main object. Everything was the glory of God. It's like that. Yes, the crown we receive would be a glorious thing. It would be an honorable thing. 
You might think like, you know, I want to receive the crown. I want to receive the reward. I want to live my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to, I will do my best. I want to live. I want to maximize everything that God has given to me to glorify the Lord so that we live up to all the, you know, dream and vision and calling God gives us. So when we meet Jesus Christ, He's going to tell us that, you know, good and faithful servant and come and welcome. And He's going to embrace us in an amazing way, loving way, more powerful way that itself is amazing amazing the vision and that vision will be fulfilled but when it comes to the glory of God what we have done on this earth for maybe 50 years or 100 years even 120 years doesn't really match up we will willingly and joyfully cast down our crowns before him because he is the only one who deserves the true crown because he is the king of kings and lord of lords we will be fascinated by who he is and what he has done and we are going to worship for that forever and ever how glorious that is you know uh, we will know only pinnacle only uh just a little bit about who he is and what he has done on the earth but that itself overwhelms us to praise him that itself is so great so that he is worthy to be praised how much more when we see god face to face in heaven wow it will take eternity to know him it will take eternity to love him and to worship him so that's why as i said earlier worshiping him is not a burden it's not a boring thing it is the most glorious most joyful and the most happiest thing ever we're gonna love him forever but you might think like you know it sounds like kind of only one way thing it's like a god is a uh, love uh, glory maniac that he is he looks he it looks like uh, he is so selfish that he wants to receive all the glory and honor just for himself that is not the case we need to know that he first loved us first uh, john chapter 4 clearly says before even we love him he loved us so that we love him he initiates love god is love in love there is no selfishness he selflessly sacrificed himself romans 8 5 8 he demonstrated his love for us while we were still sinners christ died for us we give honor and glory to the lord because he deserves he is worthy to be praised but he died for us even though we don't deserve his love we were sinners we don't deserve anything what we deserve is his wrath but he died for us this is completely different love we love him because he is worthy but he loved us even though we are not worthy so his love starting from the uh, from the beginning to the end forever our love for him is never going to match up his love for us even in heaven he loves us so much his love will fill us forever in heaven as we praise him it's not a one way it's a both ways that his love will continue to overwhelm us he will his love is going to beat our love for him forever we will be filled with his love forever what an amazing amazing gospel truth it is and what an amazing hope that we have for the future so going back to the present how should we live now 
First of all, we need to practice heaven. Now, don't wait too long until you go to heaven to praise God forever, 24-7. We don't have to wait for Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, to worship Him. We need to worship Him every day, every moment, everywhere we go, even at our workplaces, in the, um, the, uh, the school, at home, wherever we are, we need to worship Him. Wait a minute, you might say, you know, to, have, to worship Him, you need to have a guitar and drums. That's not the case. Even today's passage, there is no mention of musical instrument. These angels and 24, 24 elders, they just praise the Lord, worship the Lord with their mouth, with their action, in humility, every day in humility, praising the Lord. That is the key essence of praising the Lord. Every day, everywhere, angels are pretty busy, and we are busy in our work, but even in our business, we can still praise the Lord in humbleness, in humility, meaning that our crown is not the focus, but crown of Jesus Christ is the focus. Our job, our ability, our capability, our accomplishment, our achievement, none of them actually do not matter in terms in compare to what God has done. So, of course, we need to work really hard and study really hard for the glory of God and our action, our life must be the act, life of worship. So, whatever we do, we need to do for the glory of God. So, let's worship Him continually, every day, with hum humble posture before the Lord so that every day we will experience the glimpse of heaven, so that every day would be the preparation for the future, the ultimate future, which is life in heaven. Now, if you are not a believer, you need to know that your future is very dark, and it will be dark forever, because you, will not only, you are not only separated from God, but you are, not, you are separated from all the joy and satisfaction and happiness that is in Christ Jesus, that is through praising the Lord forever. So, today, do not wait too long. The world is in turmoil, as you can see in the news. Today is the day that you need to come and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He died for you. He rose from the dead to give you eternal life. So, repent. Turn away from your sin. Stop sinning and start worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, and following Follow Him all the days of your life. And not, do not just uh, listen to this message and stop. You need to find a church nearby your home and go there and visit there and listen to more sermons like this. But don't just uh, listen to uh, the sermons. Join the small groups. Study the Bible together. Get to know God. He is worthy to be praised. You will be amazed about, you, you will be amazed by who He is and what He has done. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful future that you have mentioned in your scripture. We pray that we will join angels. We will join these 24 elders to praise you forever for what you have done and for who, he, who you are. Lord Jesus, please lead us and guide us to praise you all the days in humility. We thank you, praise you in Jesus' holy name. I pray, amen.